Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Welcome to Weisscast, the show where each and every week, um, four people, including me, talk about things that they want to talk about. You usually <laughs> call us four besties, and I'm sensing a little bit of um, tension. <laughs> We're three besties in me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> talk about retainers and all the things we love about them. Um, I'm your host, yeah. Aaron Weiss, and... Alongside with me is the Duchess of Decatur, Erica J. Weiss. Hello, everybody out there. And (laughs) as usual, we are joined by the coolest cats in all of Covington. All of it. (laughs) Wow. Honored. Caleb and Megan Peeler. Woo! Kitty cats. So... I just have to say, Aaron. Yeah. So, like, you give your you give Erica an honorific as the Duchess of Decatur, and you give us honorifics. Yeah. Do you have one? I don't. You would be the Duke. Yeah. I guess I would be the Duke of Decatur. And if that was applied, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't have alliteration. Yes, it does. Duke, Duke of oh. Duke, what? <laughs> I, English teacher. So, so I think I was thinking of it as like a I have to go by his first his have an A sound because name's Aaron. Even though was, <laughs> Erica. I think it's like I was like, oh, my name's Caleb, cool cat coming to uh, There you have it. <laughs> That's implied to Megan. Yeah. I have no C um, in my name. I, um, never really thought of it um in fact the the thing that inspired doing those types of intros um wasn't even an alliteration i just kind of took and made an alliteration for myself um so the thing that inspired it was any guesses any guesses where what inspired Uh, kind of funny podcast yeah um kind of (laughs) kind of (laughs) um Back when uh, the people at Kind of Funny were at IGN, they did a sh- uh, PlayStation co- show called Podcast Beyond, and one of the co-hosts uh, was from Long Island, New York, and the, they always he always got introduced as the pride of Long Island. Mm. So there you have. I it. just thought it was. Am I the pride of Noonan, Georgia? Mm. That's not saying much. You'd rather be a cool cat in Covington. Long Island has a lot more people than Noonan. A couple. Um, I was somewhere in the intro. I don't know where I was in the intro. Why don't you tell them about Patreon or tell them about... We have a Patreon. Wisecast.com slash Patreon. If you want to go there and give us some simoleons for some reason... Um, do please, please do that. Um, or you can email us just to say hello, isn't that true? Yeah, that's true. Um, wisecastpodcast at gmail.com. 
Elkov's taking our one combined brain cell to remember what happens. Yeah. In the um, <laughs> well, I just got really derailed and I blame Caleb. Um, Me too. But, but um, I should say that if you do support us on Patreon, you will have our eternal gratitude. There's eternal. Not, not much. I mean, not much worth more than that. Gratitude. It's a big I thing. Mean, like, when we're dead, we'll still be grateful. Yep. Yep. If you support us at the if you support us at the $3,500 a month tier, I will put on my gravestone grateful for blank. And your name will be there. Hey. I don't like that. <laughs> I, you know, I, I dig it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dig it? Like graves? If someone wants to do the same, um, thing, let's do it. Stop. $3,500 a month. So, aka, you have to pay me a salary <laughs> for the rest of my life. <laughs> so, you're going to, your employer? Is <laughs> who you're going to put on your gravestone? His employment is, is, in my head, whatever. In my head, this had to be at least a 10 year commitment. <laughs> You can't just sign up for one month and then revoke. No. No no name on Tombstone for you if you were thinking about <laughs> Nope. So. You're paying for our house one day. So if someone just has 300. At a very modest. Oh. At no, no. 3,500. Very, very modest salary. There are so many things happening right now. And I just want okay. someone to dive into Caleb, topic, Caleb's has this hard time knowing what like. I feel like, like when you say thirty five hundred, he just said no, three hundred and fifty thousand. I was saying over ten years, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, because I know it's come up before where it seemed like there may have been a miscommunication between that. <laughs> I got to do the math here. We we're dog. talking about per month, though. So where did oh. that math just? Yeah. Anyway, I think we need to move on. I'll be yeah, real. I'm going to be real. actually $420,000. I'm going to be real with everyone here. Yeah. This is not what four, <laughs> this is so real. Over 10 years. I just multiplied that by 10. Huh? I think we should move on. Yeah, yeah let's move on. <laughs> what was an interesting topic they want to talk about? Anyone? Caleb. Uh, sure. I'll I start. Just, I just, yeah. It's taxes, you guys. You know what that means? What? I don't know. I'm always. Did you say tax season? Yeah, it's tax season. Yeah. I'm always scared of taxes. Wait, is that the topic? It's not. But I looked at my phone. And I got an email from Free Tax USA and it reminded me that I'm scared to do my taxes. Oh, fine. I like your little. Beard uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> anyway, my real topic is um, this. Okay. Uh, I'm an English teacher now. And um, yeah, and um, so I teach kids books and stuff. Um, so got me think today, like, what are your some of your y'all's yours? Just your y'all. Or some of your favorite like books you've you've read? It could be like this year, it could be for class, it could be your lifetime. Yeah. I could give you a few different uh, genres. Um, my favorite 
nonfiction book of all time is called Scary Close by Donald Miller. Um, it's kind of a memoir of sorts about <clears throat> how he met his wife. Um, it's very good. And like just all of the personal obstacles he had to overcome to like get to the point personally where he was ready to date the woman that he would marry. It's very, very good. Highly recommend it. That's um, uh, the guy who wrote Blood Jazz, right? Yes, his most famous book is Blue Like Jazz. Um, as far as, like, I, I do prefer, I can't say I prefer fiction. I, I'd say it's more fun to read fiction, but I definitely like reading some of the, uh, I, I definitely like reading people like Donald Miller or Bob Goff or anyone who, like, writes about, like, spirituality and christianity and that kind of stuff um but for a little overlap maybe go chronicles of narnia great series um erica and i just finished listening to harry potter um and i'm looking for another we're looking for another series collectively to start so yeah those are probably my answers i know it's pretty basic but um i wouldn't say that was basic I mean, I'm not going to oh, even more basic, so. I would be remiss if I didn't mention Silence. Oh. Um, who, who's that, that by again, Caleb? I can't. Oh, it's not. I don't have it on this bookshelf. Is it I can never remember his name. Zaka? Shizaku? Something. I can't remember the name either because it's a Japanese name. Yeah, it is a fictional book, but it's also, it's. it Historical fiction. Yeah. Okay. But it, it definitely has a lot of. Well, it's definitely pretty heavily Christian themed. Mm-hmm. It's very, so, very good. I still haven't seen the movie. I have yet to see the movie. The movie's very good too. Very true to the book. That's those are those are my answers. I I don't I don't know how many you wanted, but that's the thing I, that I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I am currently trying to look up the pronunciation of an author's name so that way I don't absolutely butcher a Nigerian name live on the podcast, mm-hmm. but I will just do my best. Um, first things first, Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling is not Nigerian. It's a different author. Right <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> I almost this. made a joke. I was like, it's pronounced J.K. Rowling, but I, I think it to- is. It, I don't know. Some people say Rowling. I've heard it both ways. I'm more of a rolling girl. I think that's how you say it. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Because I remember looking it up one time, because back in the day I used to care a lot about how to say her name. So I looked it up and I've been saying it rolling ever since then. So I guess I must have figured it out, but I don't know. Um, I love Harry Potter. It's the one book series that I have read like multiple times. I think it's fantastic. Um and then I was also an English major, much like Caleb. So I've had the pleasure of having to read a lot of really good books that I may not have wanted to read in the moment because I was like, "Ugh, it's just homework. But then like by the end of it, I was like, you know what? I am very glad I read that. Mm-hmm. One of those is called Americana. And it is written by Chima Mande. 
and Yotsi Adichie. I know how to say Adichie. Her last name is Adichie. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a really cool book about moving from Nigeria to America, which she did in real life, but this is not a memoir. It's like a fictional book about her own experience, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And um, just the experience of like what it's like to be an immigrant and also what it's like to be black in America when when you live in Nigeria you don't see yourself as black because everyone is not everyone but obviously like the vast majority so it's just a very different experience being in America Hmm. and like I don't know it's just a really it's a good book I really really enjoyed reading that and another book I really liked reading was called White Teeth by Zadie Smith Um, I know that Zadie Smith is a pretty popular British author and that's just the only book of hers I've read. I'd love to read more of her. Um, and that book was all over the place. <laughs> it like <laughs> didn't have a main character. Like everyone in the book was the main character. Like each chapter, not each chapter, maybe like every few chapters, it kind of switched which character we were mainly following, but we didn't really ever lose track of where any characters were. They were all kind of there all the time. Um, and it is such as such themes of like classic British literature of like what is fate and do we have control over our destiny or does destiny control us and a lot of just like classic British themes that you think of in Brit Lit is and it's cool because it's like a book from the year 2000 I think so it's not like old British literature but it's really you know it is a modern twist on Brit Lit I think so it was a very fun book for me to read too and Oh, a childhood favorite that is not Harry Potter, believe it or not, everyone, I do have one of those, <laughs> called The Weston Game, which is just, it's a murder mystery. <laughs> and oh, <laughs> and <laughs> this kid is kind of like tr- trying to solve it. I kind of forget what happens because I haven't read it since I was a kid. But mm-hmm. I remember like when I discovered the plot twist, I was like, oh! Like that was the first time a plot twist had truly gotten me and I was so pleased. So that's a good one. If you want like an easy book to read, like I read it in fourth grade when I had not very good reading level. So yeah, hmm. that's a good one. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of books I like. Um, I feel like I'm the first book or book series really and like author I really like immersed myself in was Mortal Instruments by Cassandra Clare I got very into that book series in like middle school um and that's probably one of like the first like like hefty like really big world building type books I probably got into um, and so and it was a really good bonding thing between myself and my now sister-in-law, but at the time she was just dating my brother. And that was like really cool to have because she was like this cool like 20-year-old who's like hanging out with me, little 13-year-old talking about the same book series. Um, it gets a little absurd. There's six books, I believe. Um, I actually finished it. I did not think I would, but I didn't think it needed to be that long. But the first three were like, I loved them and I reread them so many times but anyway that's probably when I really got, started getting to more like series and like more in-depth books but I think I've always liked fiction mm-hmm. the fake stuff um 
and like young adult um, books. So I've always read like all of those like classic ones, like The Selection is a pretty classic young adult series. Um, the one that's like also one of my favorites that I read in high school and her name, it's by Marie Lu, um, is the, the legend series. I really love that book series. I don't know why it's like, you know, not, you know, but, um, (laughs) it's just so good. I, I love it. And I really like the author in general, because I've read other books of hers. Um, that's a good young adult one. I mean, now it's like, when I read it now, it's like very kind of young, but it's still very nostalgic for me that I like it. Um, a book series that I've really gotten into, really just like author, is Brandon Sanderson. And basically most of his books I like and have enjoyed and are really into. Um, and he has a really great book series. He has too long of book series. Um, he could chill out, honestly. He could chill out on this right. He could really chill out. I would love that if he did that. <laughs> but I, I really like reading his like um, Stormlight Archive. His Mistborn series is really good. That was one I thought about that maybe you guys could get into. Is the the Mistborn series? Didn't you say um, that the other day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that one's pretty good. That one's a f- it's shorter. Yeah, I mean, they also, it does then has like a spinoff series from it. So it's like, is it really shorter? I don't know. But I really like those. But I think recently-ish, I'll like get really into like a series and then I'll get really tired of like having to keep up with a series and like how there's gonna be multiple books and blah, blah, blah. And so some like one-off books I really liked is by Ruth Ware. And she has really good like thriller mystery books. Um, one of them was like Girl on a Train, which I know became a movie and it was actually really good. Like it was very similar to the book. Um, I had Emily Blunt in it, <laughs> in case you're wondering, but she has really good mystery thriller ones. Um, I'm trying to think, I've like read some like nonfiction ones. I feel like there's not many that have been really like, I really love this nonfiction. I don't know. I think sometimes it's hard for me to get as into those. Um, I don't know. I think like, I don't know if this is going to sound silly, but I re- I know I really like the things they carried. Mm. That's nonfiction or is that fiction? But That's it's like fiction. It's like historical fiction. Historical fiction. Okay. Yeah. The things they carried, which is also becoming a movie. Very. Is Oof. really good. I do remember really liking that one. It's tough. Yeah. It's, I mean, war. <laughs> so the things they carry is like, is it just Vietnam? I think so. It's like. I haven't read it in a while. It's an anthology of different soldiers talking about things they carried in the war around yeah like 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 post-war also how it like affected them um that one's really good i'm trying to look at those other ones i'm sure there are um but yeah i think mostly i go for young adult uh fiction reading that i really like and i've been trying to get more into ones that are just one book because (laughs) i've been overwhelmed by series lately so yeah, even though actually I just started the yeah. series. There, so there are started. two very shocking um, actors in the things they carried movie adaptation. Who? Pete Davidson. Duh. I'm like, what? And Moises Arias. Not Rico from Hannah Montana. He, Rico from Hannah Montana. What? <clears throat> interesting which i trust him because i've seen him do drama before and he was fine yeah but he just looks kind of goofy well he looks yeah but that's because (laughs) like 
you know, we see him and That's we think, oh, great. it's Rico from Hannah Montana, but he's an adult. But Pete Davidson is just goofy. So I'm just scared. Yeah, that's because it's a very serious book. Right. So I don't, wow, I'm, I, I mean, I haven't read this book in a long time. So I can't even think like of the characters and who is who and who could be who and like fully remember all that. Yeah. So I couldn't even say like, oh, he could be this person. I have I'm no idea. I don't sure. have the characters listed on IMDb yet. Okay. I'm pretty sure I only read like one short story from it. Me too. Oh, okay. Well, if you, I have it. I feel left if out. You want oh, to read the whole thing? Know. Yeah. So anyway, that's books. They're great. I like them a lot. Go uh, ahead, Caleb. <laughs> so for me, um, as far as like, so I'm gonna put like a couple of different genres, like Aaron did. So as far as like science fiction goes, um. One of my favorites is called Seven Eves. It's written by this guy named Neil Stevenson. And I had to read it for class in college. And uh, Neil Stevenson worked on like, he's an actual physicist and he's a scientist. Like he worked on this project called Blue Origin, I think, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. um, which, wait, Blue Origin is Amazon's rocket mm -hmm. stuff. I think that's right. I read I read his biography or his like little thing yes. a long time ago. Um, but he's an actual scientist and Seven Eves is about basically the first line of the book is the moon suddenly and without reason blew up. Wow. So I it's just <laughs> sucks. humanity is trying to survive the earth from blowing after the earth blew up. And one thing I like is like they talk about why like they never really answer why the moon blew up. And it's kind of like when people ask, it's like, you know what, at this point, it doesn't matter. Like us knowing that it did happen, how it happened, doesn't change the fact that it did. So we just have to focus on surviving. Mm -hmm. um, but it's great. It's a great book. All kinds of just like um, the, the tenacity of like people to survive. Tenacity? Tenacity okay. of people to survive. It's very cool. And um, so it's like a science fiction. Also, another recommendation for science fiction is I love C.S. Lewis's sci-fi, specifically Out of the Silent, Silent Planets. He has three. I've only read the first two. But Out of the Silent Planets, the first one, it's just very good, I think. It's very simple. Um, I think by today's standards, it's not very good, but conceptually, is like very captivating to me that basically the main character goes to this planet and there's an unfallen, well, three species of alien that are like unfallen. Yeah. And I think that's just like wild to me. Um, and I think fantasy has become much more of like my thing in reading. Y'all have heard me talk about Storm My Archive, um, which is great. I think it's probably like my favorite like fictional thing ever is Puppy Storm Archive. Um, which I love basically everything from Brandon Sanderson. Mm -hmm. um, as far as nonfiction books, I like reading nonfiction, but it's rare that I'm like, man, I like that book again a lot. I want to read it again. Or like, I don't have the same drive for nonfiction, just be like, man, I need to, that was such a great book. 
Um, I do remember liking um, you, you Are What You Love quite a bit when I read it like five years ago now. Um, so yeah, I read a lot of nonfiction. It's always one of those, I'm like, I should read more of that, but it's a lot more fun to read fiction. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. All, but the thing is, is nonfiction feels like less of a commitment for some reason. Hmm. Fiction yeah. feels like I have to dive into this world and I have to get into it. And then nonfiction is like, like I remember I was really into Pitch Perfect in high school. It was like the best movies I had ever seen. And for Christmas one year, I got um, Anna Kendrick's memoir. So random. Yeah. And I like read the whole thing. And it was so, maybe the whole thing, quote unquote, because it's like, if there's a chapter I don't care about, next, I want to hear about the experience in Twilight. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need, I think that's why I kind of, I don't read a lot of nonfiction either, probably just because I don't read a lot in general, but I do, I have read nonfiction and found it so much easier to read because I don't have to worry about making sure I read every sentence. Because if I miss something, like, it was probably just about... I don't know her childhood I want to hear about pitch perfect queen like let's skip to that (laughs) (laughs) no I think I find like I think I find reading comic books a whole lot like more relaxing than reading like a a novel Mm. yeah um I know it feels very different like a different part of my brain has to work reading comic book than like Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah it's because the visuals are there for you, I think. Oh, that's helpful. That makes sense. I like pictures in my books. Picture <laughs> books. There's technically pictures in the Storm Archive. Yeah, I guess so. They're few and far between. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, I remember one of my elementary school teachers, I feel like early elementary school teacher, maybe I say early, maybe like third grade or something. Um, taught us how to remember the difference between fiction and nonfiction. Let's hear it. Fiction can have fairies. Nonfiction, no fairies. (laughs) No fairies. Yeah. So it's just like the alliteration of it? Fiction, fairies, nonfiction, no fairies? Mm -hmm. Okay. The alliteration of it all. (laughs) All comes back to alliteration. Well, I would like to say that my topic is not the same as that, but it has like your topic, Caleb, could have been a subsection of my topic. Oh, so I'll just go ahead and do mine. Do it. Um, I feel like there is an interesting thing that happens when people talk about their favorites because sometimes it's like, what's your favorite? band or musician and it's a very easy oh this person or this band very easy to answer or like favorite food favorite song favorite animal favorite color you know there's like so many favorites and for some people it's a very like I've thought of this because I know this question would be asked and now I know it and I can say it very easily without thinking and for other people it's like oh gosh can I name 10 because I don't know what my number one favorite of any category would be do you know what I mean yeah I always find that very interesting um because for example when someone asks me my favorite color I always say pink and yellow 
because like I love those colors I see them and you know does something happy to my brain but there are certainly days where I definitely am feeling blue or green or purple more but I wouldn't ever say blue or green or purple is my favorite color because that's just too much to think about (laughs) you know what I mean yeah like favorite animal I've always said a shark why I don't know I don't know. I think I watched Shark Week once and I was like, that was cool. Sharks are my favorite animal. That was cool. And I have not thought much about sharks since then, but I still say sharks are my favorite animal. So I was just wondering if anyone has had like thoughts about this. Like when people talk about their favorites, do they really say their actual favorite? Or do people who say, hmm, let me think, I might have 10 favorites, are they more on the right track than the people <laughs> answers? I would love to know. Hmm. I definitely think you're on something, Erica, as far as like, you know, I think it depends a lot on my mood. Like, I know my top like three favorite movies, like easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they might change order every now and then, but those three are like pretty set in place. But like, if you go past that, they kind of, they get more ambiguous or so stuff changes a lot more often. And it just depends like what season I'm in, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, I think that's big. Yeah, that's basically, I think that's what I say about that. <laughs> this just made me think about, so I'm with kindergartners and I know the kindergartners have a really hard time nailing down one thing mm-hmm. for the favorite because at least from what I've observed, they're too worried that means anything else they don't like. If they say right. one's their favorite, <laughs> that's like their big like, like sometimes it's just really hard for them to make the decision of like or picking between two things because we'll have like a question of the day and they'll be between like uh this is an example uh do you like if it's snowy or if it's sunny better or like which one would be your favorite of those two and they're almost like like frozen in decision of like well if I say my favorite's sunny does that mean I hate snow and it's like no you just have a favorite or like it, just having one favorite doesn't negate everything else you like great that, options and that's exactly yeah, but, what you were talking about with your favorite colors like just because one day you're feeling this blue jacket more than you're feeling you know my pink sweater your pink sweater doesn't mean that pink's not your favorite color it's just like oh i thought i looked really good in this blue jacket today right you know right yeah i, I think i think it's pretty interesting that just like the thought of favorites because Hmm. to go to the movie example um like some of my favorite movies I don't think I could watch over and over again like I don't I don't Mm. think like the departed I don't want (laughs) to I don't want to watch it more than like maybe once a year Mm -hmm. yeah but it's a lot um I've watched it once and that might have been enough (laughs) there are movies in my top 10 favorite movies that I could watch, you know, every other month or so, like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I love that movie and I could watch it more often. So I think when you get into favorites, you kind of have to talk about like the, those like comfort things that might not necessarily be your go-to answer when you say something's your favorite. So like for favorite food, I would probably say that Cincinnati chili is my favorite food, but dang, if pizza is not my comfort food, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, that's interesting about favorite food 
because I always <laughs> say my favorite food is peanut butter, but that's not a dish. A lot of times when people say, what's your favorite food? They mean like, what do you, <laughs> what are you most likely to want for dinner? Or like your favorite, like put together yeah. meal, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, it's just interesting. Favorite. Why is that? Keep I don't know. <laughs> favorite song. I could not tell you my favorite song. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. But I can tell you, like, my favorite Taylor Swift song or my favorite Harry Styles or my favorite Lord or my favorite, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, but that's just, like, too broad of a category. And mm-hmm. I feel like there are some things that you get asked about, like, your what's your favorite this or that, where it's, like, how would you even, like, your favorite Disney princess? Some people are, like, oh, duh, Jasmine, done. But, like, how I I'm not like that I have no idea who my favorite Disney princess is or I don't know my favorite season is literally usually the season that's about to happen so right now my favorite season is spring because I'm so excited because I know that it's going to be so warm and I'll get to wear pastels (laughs) (laughs) um it's not that I can't wear pastels now I can do whatever I want but it'll be cute you're an adult (laughs) (laughs) um that's just interesting. I sometimes just yeah. think, oh, I feel like I'm such a faker for being like, oh, my favorite whatever is, I'll just like say something that I like, but I don't yeah. think it's my favorite, but it's just nice to have an answer. Hmm. I think you have something about like your favorite has to do with comfort, like Aaron said. Mm, like, yeah, that's very true. Comfort's think big things. I think of like my favorite movies and like yes I love like Empire Strikes Back for a lot of reasons but I think because like that is a movie I watched so much growing up that just like mm-hmm. I know everything's gonna happen it's like iconic and it hits every time still but it's like I know it's gonna happen right um, level of comfort. like other kind of favors of like especially for like movies in me it's like the art of it is a big thing for me like better than 249 it's not for everybody. And it's like a three hour movie about Ryan Gosling being like, oh, I'm a robot, but I have feelings. And yeah, that's what Westworld's about. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, kind of that's what it's about. It's not what it's about. It's more, um, okay. he's questioning if he's a human or not, really. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. go on, go on, it's okay. And so like, it's not for everybody. And like, I don't want to watch every day because it's just a lot. It's not exactly a very like, exciting movie all the time but i think it's like i think it's awesome like ladybird i caleb talks about it as if he's gonna watch he like i feel like every time we're talking about movies he's like i could do ladybird i'm like caleb you have the opportunity plenty of times to watch ladybird on your own and he does not do that <laughs> it's been almost two years i think since i watched it. wow i think last time i watched it was when we watched it with you oh sorry if i killed that for you <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like that, no, you won't watch that it. That was anymore. almost three years ago. That was almost three years ago. Because it was our senior year of college. <laughs> old man. Caleb's having a breakdown. He hasn't watched Ladybird recent enough. I know. Maybe we should have another movie night. Remember on Halloween when we all chose a movie? Maybe we should do another one, but it's just like we can choose a movie of any movie. Okay. Well, we can't stop. Like it has to end on a like a happy one. Okay. Okay. Mine will be the Parent Trap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not bad. Oh, favorites. Anyways. I think they're hard. 
thank you all for talking favorites with me and yeah. whether favorites are real. And you thought that was dumb. I thought it could be. I thought maybe no one would have anything to say. I knew I had things to say. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> Megan, I don't know how short or long your topic is. How, if you don't have one, if you want to... Yeah, go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> You need time to think i can but mine's just a little it, it could it's one of those things that could go kind of long mm-hmm. i i think you should just go ahead okay um <clears throat> so we're, we're all we're all 20 somethings in the greater atlanta area mm-hmm. and i i just keep thinking about how like obviously erica and i are the are more recently married but i mean in the grand scheme of things we're all pretty recently married um and like erica and i are about to go through a career change or here's a a slight career change no one from st james is listening to this i haven't told him yet (laughs) Um, (laughs) i potentially you know, at least changing jobs, maybe not necessarily like career paths, but right. um, I don't know. It, it just really got me thinking about like how being in your 20s is so interesting. Like for Americans, we're pretty young to be married. The average marrying age for Americans is like 31 or something like that. Something like that. And having a kid is like 34, mm-hmm. which is crazy because there's so many like teen pregnancies. Um, but I was just, I've just been thinking about how interesting, like you can meet someone roughly our age, let's just say 25 because I'm older than y'all. Yeah. Um, you can meet a 25 year old and they can, you know, have their life together have a nice salary job um potentially own a house um you can own a house even younger they could be single they could be married they could have three kids and like there's not really any other decade that's like exactly like that it's like more common as you go into like your 30s that you have at least a few of those nailed down like whether it's kids and being married or um, being married and owning a house or having kids and owning a house or um, whatever. Like it's the decade of twenties is a very like formative decade, formative. It's transient. Like you're not necessarily planting. You might not plant roots and stay, stay in one place for the whole 10 years. Hmm. Um, you can have a bunch of friends who are all the same age and who are all in extremely different places in life right yeah and i've just been can you guys hear the horn in the background um uh no okay good okay good um because it is annoying me it is annoying me too um i was just wondering like have you ever put much thought into that fact or like have you ever just been like, I mean, cause you guys have lived in, like you, you haven't stayed in one place for longer than a year in a while, yeah. specifically you two. Um, yeah. 
so I, I just wondered if you if you've thought about that like if you've wanted to maybe put down roots somewhere or I don't know I, I don't know I've just really been thinking about the transient 20s <laughs> <clears throat> yeah I maybe I kind of talk about that today because um, I have a group chat from with like friends of mine from Arizona and so like Jacob Moore is in there and Nathan is in there um but I'll, and three of us are married Nathan has a kid but there's also two guys in there that are still single they're just working and it's like and I have friends like from a like high school who just like are still basically like just working part-time jobs and they're like my age and it's like 20s are just are a very odd time of just like there's no set like plan for 20s usually it's like you're figuring it out um even like like Friday night when we're hanging out with Jacob and Hargrove like Jacob's married you're married um but Hargrove is a single guy mm-hmm. and, but he owns a house. So we're, we can be alive. He owns a house. That is very true. <clears throat> yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, because I was because we talked about that group message. How there's like a married couple that has a kid, possibly like married couples that could be thinking about having kids, and then there's like the two single guys. One has a dog and is like living life his like full time job and stuff like that, and then another one who's like neither of them but own a house, right? Mm-mm. Okay. Anyway. I could just see Curtis owning a house for some reason. <laughs> but anyway, it's just like an interesting group of guys who like, you know, they get along, they're all friends and everything, but they're all like, l- like seemingly very different stages of life, all within like the same age group. So I would, I definitely would say we've like noticed that before of like 20s, you could be doing anything and it's not weird, almost not weird. I don't yeah. know if that's the right word, but like you could be like you were saying 25 and it could look so many different ways yeah, it's like we were 23 married and we lived with my parents right and that's like not crazy like yeah it's like i know plenty of my friends in high school so with their parents like, yeah like it's just like transit's the best word of like it's all over the place yeah mm-hmm. lots of transition because generally you're like coming out of school where you kind of already had something figured out for you like a schedule routine a place to be and then it's like once you leave that it's like oh I gotta figure this out on my own and usually you're not gonna get it do it I shouldn't say right but usually it's not gonna be the same thing that you decided the first time like job yeah. place to live person to be with whatever 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 so that's in my trial like, life goes sorry say that again being in your 20s it's like anything goes you know right right. who knows whatever it's kind of like what we were talking i i think this was kind of inspired what we were talking about a couple weeks ago like what constitutes an adult Mm -hmm. you know and i was and i said something like i know i'm an adult i can go get oreos and no one can stop me like (laughs) Stuff like that is when you put things like that into perspective, it's like, oh yeah, I guess I am an adult, but like <clears throat> the the exa- when we're talking about the transient twenties and I guess thirties and maybe even forties, it wouldn't be, but like 
you don't expect a 20 something year old to have it quote unquote figured out yeah um but maybe you might expect that of a 30 something or a 40 something or a 50 something and something that's slowly revealed to us as we get older no one has it figured out well that's what i was about to say is like at what level are things figured out because i definitely have like long-term goals and like a vision for what i want to eventually like have accomplished or have figured out you know what i mean yeah i I don't know like if once i've reached those goals if i'll have a million more goals or even greater vision for what i want yeah so it's like i hope that eventually i become very good at like budgeting money i hope that like we have a house that we own i hope that um i come up with like a good like healthy eating exercise kind of routine I hope that like we have children I like these are all like big things that I hope and then I'm like in my next maybe in my 30s that's where I would like to be but it's hard to imagine being in my 30s and being like oh but now I want all of this other stuff which maybe that will be like a more fulfilling career or maybe that will be actually I don't want to work anymore I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom or maybe that will be I don't know maybe that'll be like a big saving goal and I want to save up for something really really big that I didn't think I'd ever be able to afford like it's just so hard to picture what it will be yeah so I it's hard I guess as you were just saying Aaron like it's kind of revealed to us that no one has it together Mm -hmm. but I'm like some people have it more together though and I have aspirations to get there but like once I'm there, will I be like, I'm still nowhere near where I want to be? Because I don't want to say that I'm currently nowhere near where I want to be. Things are so good. Hashtag mm. blessed. But there's like more steps I'd like to take. You know what I mean? I yeah, mean. no, I think that's oh, great. Okay. No, no, I think that that was a very good thought. Thanks. <laughs> I think I was like, it was quiet because at least for me, I was pondering on it like ah, like soaking it in yeah 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 I think it's good though like I I guess like it can almost be like you don't want to become in a state of complicity or there's another c complacency where it's like because I think it is good you want to kind of constantly have some sort of goals or something you're kind of like striving for in a way and not in like a I'm not good enough until I get to this but more in like I just want to be ever growing ever kind of changing and like obviously my priorities are going to change probably with each new season of life of like well you know I I cared about this a lot when I was 19 but now when I'm 30 I'm not going to care about that anymore whatever it is you know and I think that's a good thing to have um so I think you kind of start really seeing that happen in your 20s probably <laughs> yeah i know um like i teach some seniors and something i try to like because they're like being a senior is hard like you feel like you have to have all the answers of like what you're going to do next figured out and you feel like you have to kind of have like a map of like where life's gonna look like one mm-hmm. like of my students was just like telling me like she wants to like go to school and do this PT program yeah and like she wants to do her like practice here and like all this stuff and I'm just like dude I try to tell them this when like they're stressing out about um like that kind of stuff like the path is never straight 
Yeah. Um, I think it's like something like I've told myself a lot. Um, but like, you know, I've been out of college for like three years. And um, I remember people asking me in college, like, oh, you have, you're an English major, you want to be a teacher. And me being like, I do not want to teach. That sounds awful to me. And here I am teaching and I actually really enjoy it. There you um, go. And it's like, I don't know, the path isn't Isn't straight. Isn't that an interesting thing being an English major? And it's like, oh, you don't want to teach, what do you want to do? And it's like, uh. Great question. (laughs) That's usually what I would say with people like that. Or I would say, I I want to teach college. Mm. Um, Then it was like, it was like middle of my senior year. And I was like, I don't want to go, I love school, but I want to go to school for for six or eight more years to be an English professor. yeah it's, I'm almost even thinking right now like just how much like like we were talking about, like priorities or ideas or what you think is going to happen can change because I'm thinking like so when Caleb and I were dating it's like the year 2019 mm-hmm. and it's like beginning of 2019 January February we weren't like we're gonna get married we like it was maybe crossed our minds or whatever or maybe we're kind of like mm-hmm. I guess maybe we'll get married. I wasn't really thinking like wedding plans. Like none of that was really in my head. But then fast forward to just November, still 2019. And we're like, we're getting married. This is happening. I'm going to get married by this time. And it's like such a different attitude and like priority. And it's all within like the same year. It's like crazy even just within that. Yeah. I hadn't hadn't even like thought seriously of like the marriage. Until probably like, until like like may or june yeah like yeah that probably didn't even really become a serious and we thought. didn't talk about it until like like late july oh yeah like like maybe yeah so yeah. it's just weird even how much it can change in like within a year mm-hmm. of just like the transition of what you're doing <laughs> yeah it is really interesting that was like definitely 2020 for us <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> What a time. You can go from not dating someone one minute to the next minute, dating someone in the minute after that saying, hey, will you marry me? (laughs) (laughs) That has been the constant roast we've been getting ever since. (laughs) Have we got engaged on the second date? Which we didn't for all the listeners out there who don't know us personally. We didn't. But we might as well have. It was that fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. I'm glad that you guys uh, brought up like how quickly um, how quickly those kind of feelings can develop and like that's not just with relationships yeah. <clears throat> it's also with like uh, we've been talking about jobs or career right. or like um, it happened to some of us multiple times with majors in college <laughs> um, yeah like it's very interesting how you can um feel one way and then just either that feeling can either increase or you know decrease or say the same in you mentioned jobs and like i remember the job i was at before where i'm at now like i was like pretty shortened I was going to stay there for like another year or so but I was like pretty comfortable with it and then just like suddenly I was like no I'm gonna leave 
Yeah. And it was just like, it wasn't like, it was just like, if you were to ask me like two weeks before, I'd be like, oh no, I'm going to be here for the summer year. I feel like maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there was, was a lot more thought even than just two weeks into I guess, it. I don't want to make it sound like it was a I weird guess, impulse decision. Yeah, no. There was definitely, yeah, anyway, go on. But yeah, it's like, I think what I'm saying is like, I had this vision of my my life, even like for a short term, like a year. And then it was like, very suddenly I was like, no, this is not for me. And I changed it. And so I was like, things change faster than they seem to say. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> cool. Cool. Megan, we saved you for last. Okay, well, now I'm worried this might go long because I know some of the people in this room have thoughts. And anyway, so I think about hobbies and skills and like learning new skills and stuff like that that suddenly came to mind for skillshare oh my gosh i wish and now (laughs) sponsored by i'm just kidding (laughs) if only we're sponsored by that would be cool but anyway no it's not but i did start thinking about hobbies in the midst of this podcast suddenly uh not i was definitely still paying attention to everyone but also that came to mind um of just like what are your hobbies or like are there hobbies or maybe skills like you were thinking or like you want to get into or like why do you like the hobbies you do because I was thinking for myself I don't have much of a hobby Mm -hmm. or like anything that I really invested in that's like the most could be reading but even to a point that's not like I guess I would never really say that's like a hobby of mine unless I had to put that somewhere. (laughs) But yeah. I would count reading as a hobby. I mean. Yeah. I I think it is. I think that's like a bona fide hobby. Like if I had to come up with a list of hobbies, reading would be on it. Not even for me, just like a hobby that a human being could have. (laughs) I would put I mean, video games are a hobby. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. I also think, I definitely think video games are hobby. I think, I guess I'm, I think I'm being more critical to myself of like how yeah. I approach reading that I don't think of it as a hobby, but it probably is. <laughs> See, I, I don't necessarily think that maybe TV is a hobby, but for yeah. some reason, movies do feel kind of like a hobby. Like if you treat them in the right way, like, yeah. like uh, it's about to be, um, it's about to be award season. And, oh yeah. Um, I'm not leaving it. The nominations are going to be out like next week or two weeks from now. Oh yeah. Um, and so I, I told Erica that once the best picture nominations are out, I want to watch all of them. Um, mm-hmm. so that feels I, very hobby. That feels very hobbyish. Yeah. Yeah. I think me putting on the parent trap and eating ice cream is like not quite a hobby (laughs) yeah that is hashtag self-care that's what that is (laughs) yeah as i'll say like youtube not a hobby no (laughs) yes i guess anyway yeah podcasting is a hobby yeah oh 100 is there a difference between pastime and a hobby i guess i guess i can't tell myself when i sit in front of the tv and watch two hours of youtube videos that i'm participating in a hobby i am sitting in mind numbing i think (laughs) i think hobby is something like like you do that's why i think like reading is like a weird like grayer for hobbies for me because it's like 
yeah you're you're active in it you're more active in it than like watching something yeah but you're also like I think of hobbies as something like there is a in like product to a thing Hmm. huh I I call those productive hobbies (laughs) yeah because I guess in my head hobbies could be lifelong because I think of yours as like Legos you're not there's not this end to you in Legos to your love affair with Legos, there's not an end. <laughs> You'll but, always be wanting Legos to build. Yeah, but, but there's like an end I, product. Like but you, you make create something. something. Yeah, I guess my my idea isn't the ho- the hobby isn't specifically this thing. The hobby is getting Legos, wanting to create something. It's not there's, the destination; it's the journey. Right? Wow. <laughs> wow. Maybe you should read Stormlight Archives. Wow. <laughs> yeah, like having a finished product like creating a lego death star or baking a loaf of bread like the end product's great like it it's really cool but the fun part was making it yeah yeah so i guess i guess you're not saying the hobby is over once you get to an end product it's just your hobby has to produce an end product. i guess i feel like with a hobby it's like you have to like put something together or like create something so like making a puzzle is a hobby or coloring is a puzzle is a hobby but like coloring is a puzzle (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like I don't know I feel like like reading for me is like it's important I think it's like hobby adjacent yeah I don't know yes Aaron um so I would like to argue that it's not where I thought it would go but I love it when you're reading you are um, gaining new ideas and maybe can have a perspective change and you can argue that your perspective change is the um, product mm. of reading but that happens well, what's the difference from live life like me watching like some educational youtube i was gonna say i think that your perspective changes when you like age when you meet new people aging's a hobby Um, i'm just saying i think reading is a hobby because it is like it's harder to do and you have to like you can't just like put on tv and then stare at the wall like you i mean no you can do that you can put on tv and stare at the wall and like barely get anything out of it but a book if you like stop paying attention to the book it's not still happening you have to be in it to win it Hmm. you know what I mean it's a level of engagement that you have to have so I count it yeah because I almost go on I was gonna say for me a hobby that I have that I'm horrible at actively doing and I need to like get my life together and someone I just need help but I love writing oh yeah to me writing and reading goes so hand in hand that's hard for me to think of one of them being a hobby and the other one not Mm. That's a good point. um, But yeah, I love to write. I love to journal. I love to do. I was a creative writing minor. Mm -hmm. I'm all about the fiction, poetry, creative nonfiction trifecta. (laughs) Um, But I don't have it in me to do that a lot. And I wish I, and it's no, that's a lie. That is a lie. Rebuked. I have it in me. I just can't do it. Rebuke it. (laughs) So I love to journal though. And that's yeah. a lot easier because I don't have to be creative. I can just say whatever I'm thinking and write it down and then bada bing, bada boom, all done. Um, mm-hmm. 
so yeah I would say that's my main hobby my other like ah never mind I was gonna say I love to sing but I'm not a singer and I'm not very good at it so it's not really a hobby I like to practice harmonizing with my mom because neither of us are good at harmonizing (laughs) I like seeing what we can do and it's very funny but I think that's more of a game than a hobby (laughs) it's more annoying my sister than actually a hobby (laughs) nice so we're like hobby sorry are we just sharing hobbies now? Yeah, sure. Share hobbies, you know, share thoughts about hobbies, whatever. Yeah. I love that we had a little like, what is a hobby moment? And we can keep going, but also um, share what you do and maybe what you consider to be a hobby. It's like, I will say like, I, I like, I have a couple hobbies. Like I, yeah. have, I have like Legos. Yeah. I have my little Gundam models. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I like to write. I'm actually trying to write a book right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll say that's probably my most like consistent like hobby. Oh yeah. Uh, so I don't play with Lego as much as I like want to. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I don't think I love gaming, but I don't think gaming is as much like a hobby. Mm-hmm. For yourself. Yeah. Um, like at the end of the day, like I love gaming. It's provide great memories, but it's not like I would rather give up gaming than like give up some other like more like hobbies. Hmm. You know? I know what what would you give up? Or what wouldn't you give up? I feel over like gaming. I, I feel like I would like if you came up to it, like I had I like I couldn't read, I couldn't play video games. I would choose not to play video games. Yeah, but would you give up Legos? Oh, 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 never mind. Go on, go on. Go on. I, I misunderstood. Yeah. Go on. I don't know if I like I don't know if I play with Legos enough to warrant like giving up video games for it. Mm-hmm. But I think like a short term, I think I'd be I would be better off, I think, if I played with Legos more and people played video games less. Mm-hmm. Not that video games are bad for me. Yeah. It's just like I'm not, yeah. I also don't want to put this terms of good and bad. Yeah. Hobbies are just what they are. They're not good or bad. Unless they literally are harming you, <laughs> then don't do that. But no, also, there's not necessarily one bad or good. Was it, was it like, was it base jumping that's like, it's cracking something else? I have no Is idea what you're saying. The, I've heard a phrase called base jumping. It's like you do crack and other ju- drug at the same time. I have no idea. Familia. I don't actually smoke crack. Um, you know what hobby yeah. I used to have? Richard Pryor caught himself on fire doing this. Who's that? He's a comedian. I don't know him. He was from the, like the 70s and 80s. What was your hobby? A hobby that I used to have that I don't do anymore is makeup. I used to do like a full face of makeup like four times a week. And it wasn't because I had anywhere to go or anyone to impress or like, I, it would literally be like time to go to class. I'm about to do a smoky eye. Like, I can't not tell you why. Yeah. But it was just so, I can't tell you why. It was just so fun. Smoky eyes. Yeah. Drug thing. Okay. Well, it's just when you put a little bit of dark eyeshadow on the outer corner and then you smoke it out. That's all. Yeah. Like, make it drug thing. You blend it out. Then you blend it out. <laughs> yeah. That. Um, and it was just so fun. And now I wear makeup probably twice a month. Yeah. And I kind of miss it, but it's just not as entertaining to me as it once was. I used, oh my gosh, 
I was obsessed. I could like wake up in the middle of the night and be like, I'm bored. Time to go do a full face of makeup, then wash it off and go back to bed. Like it was just so fun. It was so fun. (sighs) Good times. I think that's a full-blown hobby. Also, I'll say, I think makeup is a hobby. No, I can too. Maybe I'm going to get looser with my idea of hobbies. I still don't think sitting. Anyway, um, I don't really think I have hobbies. I very lightly do coloring pages, hmm. like just not super often. And then I was more, yes. I yes, like to do crossword right. puzzles. Oh yeah, you do have that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm done. Right on your end table. Yep. Um, I think this also made me think of this because I think a skill even that because uh I'm gonna put hobby and skills together so like I I kind of ha- I kind of have this dream of becoming fluent in sign language mm. I I like so badly want to be able to do that <laughs> to yeah. where I'm like I know one day I want to like take an actual class like not an online class not a little like I don't even know but like I'd love to like go to a classroom and learn sign language from someone and like I don't know. I, I don't even have plans to do anything specifically with it. I think I just like want to know it. No, if you can find a place to do that and it's affordable, call me and I'll do it with you. Okay. Sounds good. I, I just, I know that's something I'd like to do. And I wouldn't say it's a hobby because I think like learning a language, I mean, I guess it is, it isn't whatever, but it's definitely like a skill I want to learn. Cause I guess almost like knitting is both a skill and a hobby to me at mm. least in a way. But anyway, yeah. That's like a, a goal hobby. Sign language is a life skill. Yes, a life skill that I would love to obtain. I've like very minorly like kind of gone into it before, like very much where I had the basics. Um, but then like it was like an online, I got like a Groupon for it. It was like only 10 courses. Like I wasn't about to become fluent at the end of this. Yeah. Most likely at least. But um, it was a... Uh, but I liked doing it. I think I liked having something I was learning. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's my thing. That's all I have. Uh, Aaron Weiss. <laughs> you know, I had not really considered that learning languages would be a hobby in that <clears throat> brings me to a story that is very quick, but I want to share um, okay. a couple summers ago. I really was like, all right, I know a decent bit of Spanish. I would really like to dig in and like learn more and, you know, potentially one day become fluent. So um, I do what all people in that situation do. I download Duolingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I had a great streak going. I, it was like over two months every day I was uh, meeting and exceeding the goals laid out for me. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I probably was on there for like 20 minutes a day, maybe Mm -hmm. at the most. Um, But yeah, it was was a lot of fun. Um, And then one day I missed, I forgot, or I didn't have my phone or something. Yeah. I just like didn't get to it. (laughs) <laughs> what do I do? That's right. I immediately delete the app and never give it a second thought. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so it's I, all about the streak. It's all about the streak, girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Only about the streak. <laughs> no, so yeah, I mean, I think I would like to maybe get back into a language, learning a language. Mm-hmm. Um, sign language is a great one to learn. Um, my cousin's wife uh, is fluent in sign language and her whole family is because her brother's deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that, I think that's really cool um, that they all just were dedicated to learning it. Yeah. Um, the whole family. And obviously that's the way for See, a person to communicate, but. Um, was he always deaf? I think so. Been? I think he was born deaf. Um, so learning, learning sign language would be great. Spanish would be great. Um, I should see being, being interested in German. I've, I've done that. Um, (laughs) I didn't like, it didn't completely stick, but I got just below conversational. Uh, I was going to say, I could see wanting to get back into it. I should say not being interested in, but like obviously you already are and have been for a long time my yes but my issue with that is like american sign language and spanish are more useful here mm-hmm. um you can impress all my mom's <clears throat> sisters by speaking german to them i'll could, tell you that i mean i could already do that impress them anyway <laughs> <laughs> one sec um but as far as my actual hobbies, I mean, podcasting, we can all put podcasting on our hobby list. Whoa. Okay, We can. Me- wow. Megan, you have a hobby, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do enjoy baking and cooking. Um, I go through phases where it's, you know, more prominent in my life. Um, I feel like baking is slightly like less necessary than cooking so cooking kind of sometimes becomes a chore um but baking is usually just for fun yes unless you're going to work at the bakery right (laughs) then it is your job (laughs) yes um those are very fun i i i like um video editing but i don't get to do that very much i like um doing stuff like photoshop or stuff with the adobe suite um don't get to do that very much um i got to fix one of erica's photos a few weeks ago and that was the time of my life um yeah i i video games are a hobby but again i kind of go through seasons of like just being on them um Right now, I'm happy to be in a season where if I'm playing a game, it's usually Tetris with Erica. It's so um, That is actually my main hobby. That's my number one hobby of my life. Or, and she's always kicking my butt. Because um, I literally close my eyes and I'm going to sleep at night and I see Tetris. <laughs> so it's just like so ingrained in my mind now that I just can't stop winning. That, that's the thing with computer games. Like people will like dream of them playing like have dreams of uh, playing. like i'd seen remember when i first got like arkham asylum mm-hmm. i like those are my favorite games yeah but i just remember like 
taking a nap after playing it and just like going through like the combat in my head of like okay like lock dodge like that kind of stuff i used to have dreams that took place in fallout Mm. oh i definitely did i definitely those are scary dreams um (laughs) also i played so many bethesda rpgs at one time um namely skyrim that i went to a store and literally as i was looking at an item to pick up and buy i saw press x to steal (laughs) (laughs) um maybe that's where we're getting into the bad territory (laughs) yeah that's the bad territory (laughs) um but yeah i'd say video games are a hobby of mine um I think I'm just going to start now adding or now start adding movies to my hobby list. Like um, this is like the first year that I want to intentionally watch all of the Oscar nominated movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't necessarily want to get into like super deep cut, like indie A24 movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll go as deep cut as like maybe Lady Bird, which isn't even that deep of a cut, if we're honest. <laughs> um, but I, I won't go like, you know, foreign language. Mm-hmm. I don't read foreignese. Um, <laughs> there are four movies or like Pants, Labyrinth, and like Parasite. Parasite. So good. Studio Ghibli. I mean, yes, but it's 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 literally translated into English. Yeah, it's like I, don't, I wouldn't consider. So that. there's a difference between. Well, okay, that's actually because if they are tra- if they're translated, they're still foreign movies, but they're not foreign like, language movies. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. and if you prefer to have your foreign movies with it being dubbed over in English, I support that. Because I, this is not diagnosed, I genuinely believe I have dyslexia because I've had a hard time with reading and getting my letters mixed up and stuff like that forever. Hmm. And I can't do subtitles very well. I like to have subtitles on when watching Netflix in English mm-hmm. just because it's like nice to like have two things cross-reference what just happened. But I'm going to have a very hard time keeping up with a movie that's in a foreign language with only English subtitles to go off of because I just can't read that fast. And I just can't. Yeah, having having subtitles in your native spoken language, be that English or otherwise, listeners, um, you tend to catch things that you might not have caught. Or like, yeah. like um, Do you know what? I like to have subtitles on in if it's like a movie that's in English and have English subtitles on for movies that I know very well. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't used to understand British accents very well when I was younger. So there are some lines in Harry Potter or in like Narnia that my brain just cannot wrap its head around because it, I'm like, when I was seven, I didn't know what they were saying. And so now I still don't know what they're saying kind of thing. So having subtitles on for that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what Susan from Narnia was saying in that moment. I would have never yeah. known. <laughs> I agree. Hobbies. Hobbies. They never come to an end. But you know what does? This podcast. 
episode. this episode of this podcast. Wise cowboy. <laughs> wow. Um, this has been Weisscast with four chuckleheads. Um, <laughs> yep, that's right. There's four of us. Um, I'm your host, Aaron Weiss. You can find me at the Weiss's right. You can find Weisscast at Weisscast. Um, yeah, next week we'll be we'll be back again. Sorry, there was a week in between there. We just had a traumatic last Monday. Um, as is this the 69th episode? No, that was no. Last. This is the 71st. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I know you, we missed 69. Uh, Caleb didn't know, but it was the title of the last. Anyway, I'll show him. I didn't know it until the last episode. Wow. Um until next week, folks. Toodles. Bye. Bye.